Welcome to Unbound, a health and wellness podcast. This is a show for the chain breakers of the holistic health community, the ones who know that their journey is pain to purpose to promise. I'm your host and integrative health practitioner, Krista Lynn. Through my holistic health practice, Soma Sonder, I'm here to help you choose into a healing journey and make your life your medicine holistically using a functional and somatic approach to health. In this space, you'll hear stories of healing, hope, and transformation from holistic health practitioners and doctors, coaches, and community members with incredible stories to tell. This show is not intended to diagnose, treat, or make any medical claims, but rather to give you a space to feel seen, inspired, and empowered with knowledge. Now let's get to today's episode. What happens? All right, welcome back, you guys, to another episode of Unbound. Um, I am here with the lovely Corinne Ward. Hello. Hello, how are you? <laughs> doing great. <laughs> um, we're excited to talk with you guys today about the lymphatic system. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going to do this podcast recording a couple of weeks ago, and this is important to <laughs> the rest of this discussion, but we had our own uh, personal journeys with the lymphatic system in the past couple of weeks. And we we're like, you know Ooh. what? We should wait to record this podcast so that we can bring our own experience into the conversation. <laughs> Yes, be at the end of the tunnel instead of yeah. in the beginning of the tunnel. Yeah, exactly. But we we got a taste of, uh, I feel like I'm definitely, we're, I'm getting a taste of what some of our clients are, you know, they message us about and um, some of the things, some of the practices that we often recommend. And, and you guys, um, detox is like a cycle and we live in a really um, toxic world. That's not to say, you know, be fearful, but it, it just is what it is. And the fact that we're always detoxing, we're always supporting our pathways and the lymphatic system is one of those pathways that we have to continually support. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, that being said, uh, my, I feel like my lymphatic journey that really <laughs> kept us from recording <laughs> uh, was really uh, circulating around emotion and uh, mm-hmm. spiritual uh, detox for me. Yeah. Um, I am, I am a holder of things and my mm-hmm. lymphatic system uh, through my whole life, being MTHFR, being, yeah. um, you know, with that genetic snip, snip, um, I've always been one to hold and especially in my lymphatic system. Mm-hmm. And so that's including emotions. That's including, uh, spiritual, uh, strife. So <laughs> letting all that go, um, my lymphatic system was like, well, heck, if you're going to do it, if you're going to do it on those, uh, ends, let's go ahead and do it physically. And, so I um, went through a huge uh, letting go process mm-hmm. and lymphatics were definitely involved. In the star of the show. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, okay. So, so I guess we got to talk about what the heck is lymph. What it is. Yeah. Because I want to hear more about your journey there and what whatever it is that you feel comfortable sharing. But let's start of for course. the listeners. You know, what is the lymphatic system? What does it do? Um, where is it located? Because I think this is one of the less commonly talked about detox pathways because, you know, we, we're really focusing on like the gut and the kidneys and, you know, all these things, but, um, you know, your lymph is connected to all of those systems. And so if your gut gets backed up, your lymph can be, in, you know, affected and vice versa. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what is the lymphatic system? Where is it located? What does it do? 
Oh, well, I find the lymph fascinating. Um, it, I mean, it manages the fluids. Like you said, it does do detox, um, a form of detox. And there are lymph nodes throughout the, the, the body. Mm -hmm. um, and they're very connected, but they are not circulatory. So instead of it being like the blood vessels that are constantly circulating, right. we've got these lines of um, pathways that are the lymph mm -hmm. and they are always coming back into the center. So they're coming back into the center to be recycled into the, um, to clean the blood, to clean um, the organs, to clean the system, but then hopefully it can get out. Uh, right. But like in the, the center is that, uh, I never say it right. I'll tell you this right now. <laughs> Cisterna Kylie. Yeah. So right in the middle. Um, then we've also got the tonsils, the thymus, the spleen, the bone marrow, appendix, like all of these are kind of within the lymph system. Mm -hmm. And so also, I've also found what was very fascinating, this separation. So there's a bit of a separation seeing that it's not circular, that we've got the right side and the left side all coming into the center. But the left side is interesting because it does, you know, the shoulder, the chest, the stomach and the legs. But then we've got the right side that is really shoulder, head, like, you know, neck and, yeah. and, and not as, not as large. Right. So that comes into play and that becomes important when you start to think about uh, childhood vaccinations, mm -hmm. um, especially because a lot of the vaccinations are going into the legs as mm -hmm. a child. Yep. So keeping that left side lymphatic chain, um, detoxing and working because if you're being bombarded in the legs by multiple, um, uh, items, we'll say, yeah. um, you want to make sure that we can keep that side clear. Um, so I always found that fascinating. Yeah. Um, the other, uh, point that is, um, important to talk about is the location. Like you said, like, where are, where are they? Yep. Yes. They're, um, they're uh, surrounding the organs, but then they're also very superficial ones, especially like in the groin area right. um, or in the collarbone area. Um, they're very close to the skin. They can be anywhere from like one to seven centimeters deep. Centimeters are small. Yeah. So that's why the, we'll start talking about like how to, to, to um, maintain the lymph system. Right. That's why uh, like dry brushing, people are like, ah, it's just a brush. But if yeah. you're if you're really only needing to target a centimeter under the skin, dry brushing is certainly enough to do that. Yeah. yeah, and that's one thing. I mean, you could probably talk about um, people detoxing mm -hmm. um, their lymph and it it being more powerful than they expected. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I I think that's super important to bring up location wise that they are everywhere because I think a lot of us are familiar. Okay, when I get you know, an acute viral or bacterial infection, the lymph nodes in my, my neck, they swell my, you know, my cervical lymph's a little bit uh, clogged up. You can feel that back up into your head. You can often feel they're tender, they hurt and they're swollen. Um, <clears throat> or for those of you who have ever known that you've been sick with maybe mono, um, you know, the lymph is very uh, prevalent, very focused on in that, in that viral infection, you know, the spleen gets enlarged and all of that. And so 
understanding, you know, those lymph nodes are all over. They're around, you know, your abdominal organs. For those of you who are struggling with this like abdominal distension, um, and maybe your, your belly isn't, um, like you don't have a lot of adipose tissue. You actually are just swollen. It's like a swollen belly. Those are lymph nodes that are backed up and they're congested around your intestines. Um, and so there's a lot of this swelling that's going on maybe throughout the body that, um, we're not thinking lymph because when we think lymph nodes, we often think of the ones in the neck and maybe under the armpits and in the groin that get, you know, inflamed more quickly when we have something acute going on as far as a viral or bacterial infection. Um, but you know, I love the highlight of that right and left side, and then pointing out organs that are involved that we don't talk about being part of the lymphatic system, like the appendix. You know, I think in, in a lot of Western medicine spheres, they're doing appendectomies left and right. And they're saying, we don't really know what this organ does. Mm -hmm. And that is a really big part of your lymphatic system. If you have that organ removed, it's even more important for you to be on top of lymphatic drainage so that things don't get backed up. So that piece is really connecting like your gut and your lymph together. Oh, for sure. And then, I mean, we've got the tonsils as well. Tonsils right. are being taken out. Well, yeah. not so much in this day and age, but back in my day, it was like, everybody, you get your tonsils out and you yeah. get your tonsils out. Everybody was <laughs> getting their tonsils out. But so speaking, I have, you know, I have um, friends that have gone through cancer mm -hmm. and have had um, mastect mastectomies. Yeah. And I remember them speaking to me about what their doctor said. And it's like, oh, you know, we don't want to take too many lymphs mm -hmm. out of the body because then we're going to have issues down the right. line. Well, that's great to speak about post, but what about pre? Yeah. Um, we're talking about before things get out of hand, try to hold on to uh, your tonsils yeah. and your appendix and the things that are going to help fight these infections and these bacterial um, issues that you may have uh, because keeping those lymphatics clear is, is going to help um, keep cancer at a minimum. Now um, that's another topic sure. completely, but, um, but we don't, I think put enough emphasis on the lymphatic system and how important it is to get involved with with movement with mm -hmm. um clearing especially people that do have a genetic um yeah. snip that lends them to a problem with detoxing or a problem with cancer or a problem with mold or a problem with right. whatever whatever you yeah. whatever you have um yeah but maybe uh, you might want to talk about also i this fact of the glymphatics, which is mm. the lymphatics of the brain, of the brain. <laughs> which legit was only discovered in 2013. I mean, yeah. what does, how does that make you feel? That, that and that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I mean, that's 11 years ago. It's a very, very new discovery um, about the human body and your glymphatic system is essentially a lymphatic system that is, um, just for your brain. And it happens, it detoxes when you sleep. So if you've got poor sleep and you know, your, your lymph is backed up, it's not, you're not, your brain's not getting rid of and sloughing off all of those toxins in the middle of the night. Um, and so, you know, if you've got a lot of backup in the upper lymphatic chain, that might prevent that process from happening. Um, or if you've got continual disrupted sleep, um, of course, none of your organs are really going to 
fully flush out the way that they're supposed to in the middle of the night, but especially that lymphatic system. Um, if you are struggling with symptoms of neurotoxicity, this is going to be a big one to focus on. So, you know, you've got headaches, you've got brain fog, um, pain behind the eyes, um, fatigue, maybe some mental emotional expressions of neuroinflammation, like anxiety, depression, obsessive compulsive disorder, um, even some eating disorders or disordered eating can be tied back to toxicity that's hitting the brain, um, hormone dysregulation, right? Because your, your brain, it's like your self-signaling system. So there's a lot that can go and, and tie in with that. But, you know, if you're struggling with some of that, it's more than likely that you need something to support that, um, lymphatic and your, um, systemic lymphatic system to move these toxins out of the brain and flush them through your detox pathways. Yeah. And, and I, I like to think of it like a dam, you know? So if you're yeah. like, if you're going to try and flush the brain, well, where, if, if your where's shoulders are, yeah, <laughs> if your shoulders are tight, then it's going right back up. I mean, well, not yeah. that it's circulatory, but it's not coming down. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um, so you gotta, we gotta think about how's the fascia related. So, right. um, so it, like we've got the muscle musculature of the body and the fascia, which is like the encasement of the muscles that, yeah. you know, um, how tight is that? What's holding in there? Um, are your muscles, I, I mean, you've seen how people hold their tension in their necks and shoulders mm -hmm. and how we have our rounded uh, shoulders due to uh, texting and yeah, yeah. Um, yeah technic. <laughs> um, and so that's not helping. That's not helping right. one bit. And um, so it becomes this uh, holistic yep. health look. Like mm -hmm. if our bones are are um, being supported by muscles mm -hmm. in a hunched position, yeah. that it's going to be very damaging to the lymphatic system, and especially in the brain. Yeah, that, that made me think of um, this aspect of as well of um, like scar tissue that mm. can prevent the lymph from flowing to kind of tie back to this non-circulatory idea. Your lymphatic system is the only fluid system in your body without a pump. So, you know, your blood has your heart, your, um, your urine has your kidneys, like those are pumps moving that fluid throughout your body and your lymph is reliant on your human movement. So, you know, your exercise, not necessarily like, you know, going to the gym, but you're walking, you're, um, you're twisting, you're rotating these up and down pumping movements, which is why things like dry brushing are so impactful, which we'll get into in a little bit, but even just this morning, I was doing some testing on a client that presents with a lot of neurotoxicity symptoms. And this person had a surgical procedure, um, you know, a couple of years ago, and it's really not expressing so much in the physical, it's expressing in neuro neurotoxicity, neuroinflammation, um, you know, anxiety, depression, these types of things, fatigue, brain fog. And so as I'm going through her testing and I'm, I'm looking at what's going on, what's out of balance and what's going to bring it into balance, this scar tissue around, um, you know, a surgical incision really showed up and, and bacteria getting backed up because of that, um, scar tissue. And that is directly related to your lymph. And <laughs> like you said, just thinking about that dam idea, a lot of times I will, uh, describe that same idea to clients as like a kink in the hose, right? It's like, you're stepping on a hose, the water's not going to come out. <laughs> so we have right. to look out where are your, where are the kinks in your lymphatic hose? And it's not always 
in the lymph. It's sometimes, you know, on more on the surface, hitting that scar tissue and it's congesting and it's compressing and you've got this inflammation that's creating, um, you know, a, a narrow pathway for those toxins to be eliminated. And so understanding that your body and, and detoxification is a lot more geographic than we, I think, often think about. Like if we really think about it geographically, it's quite simple, even though your body's so complex. It's like what comes up should come down, but there are often roadblocks in that coming down and getting out. Um, and so for this person, a lot of scar tissue release, um, lymphatic cupping, dry brushing was testing. And um, that is the superficial first layer of actually open it, opening up that detox pathway. Because if I were to try to go in and do this big blush for this person and directly address, you know, the parasitic activity going on or the bacterial stress going on, they get really backed up. They might, you know, present with gastrointestinal upset. They might get really bad headaches or a really big one with lymph backup is rashes and skin issues. This person also has a history of eczema. And so if you're somebody who has issues on the skin. This is a really big sign that your lymphatic system and or the liver is in, in stress. It's, it's distressed. And, um, that's, that's huge. If you're somebody who's got, I always get these random rashes or had a lot of eczema, psoriasis, whatever it is going on. Um, and even as you were talking about these organs, you know, you have to remove like the tonsils, the appendix and thinking about how they're almost like microcosms of what the liver does of these mini filtration systems. Mm -hmm. If you don't have those filtration systems, your water is going to be dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so it all works together, even though it's this very superficial, um, system, you know, close to the outside of your body, it's very important for your deep inner detox of your organs and your, and really your brain as well. Yeah. And, uh, and I think personally that scar component was my big breaking of the dam. Yeah. So with like my story I was speaking about, I, alongside of this emotional release and this spiritual, you know, um, level, yeah. I um, was doing a lot of work on my abdominal scars. So I have, you know, um, I've, I've spoken about my infertility in the past. I've had over, I'd say five laparoscopic surgeries, but one laparotomy, which they, you know, gave me a huge scar um, underneath the belly button. So that being said, there there's internal scars so yes, you see that physical scar, but there are internal scars from the surgeries as well that you're not thinking of. So we've got like this inner workings underneath these scars. So I was working with my, my like doctors, Dr. Penn, which is like micro, micro um, needling. Yeah. So I was doing the micro needling and pushing in some um, supplementation into the scarring, just the physical scarring, but it did affect the internal scarring which I then believe helped to unravel the uh, lymphatic system within the pelvic floor, which is where a lot of things hold for me. Yeah. So when you, uh, some symptoms of like, okay, do I have a lot of uh, stagnation in the, in the pelvic floor? Are my hips tight often? Do I have um, harsh periods? Um, do I have things like endometriosis? Those are some things to think about when the lymphatic system within the pelvic floor is backed Invested, up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so 
then uh, also uh, after doing that, I think that's what did help to release a lot of the lymphatics. So going um, <clears throat> slowly is always smart, but then you might have to go into some of the past um, emotions, but also some of the past physical ailments that you've gone through. Um, has there been a, a, a broken limb? Um, there's a lot of lymph, lymph nodes and uh, lymphatic um, locations on, behind like the knee or like within the shoulder girdle. So have you had some surgeries? Have you had some dislocations? That can affect your lymph as well. So it's like things that are in our past, we usually just keep them there. Yeah. But sometimes it it is very healing to go back and look at how these past events have affected us and how we can help them to heal our future. Mm, that's beautiful. And that that double dips, not only the physical, but the emotional component as well. It's like we know there's so much research and it's becoming more thankfully common knowledge and understanding that your body keeps the score. It's holding on to these cell memories, these past emotions. And so that's not exclusive to your musculoskeletal system, even though we often experience that, right? Like as anger, maybe tension in the shoulders or a knot in the pit of your stomach, if you've got anxiety or fear about something, but it can live in those, those bundles of scar tissue as well. Um, it can flow through, you know, your, your cell membranes, all those memories, all these emotions. And so as you are releasing the physical, you're mobilizing the emotional as well, or vice versa, whichever mm -hmm. um, approach you take to releasing the imbalance. But knowing that a lot of these things are going to come in tandem as well, um, and even dip into maybe your personality type, right? Like we often talk about, I think we talked about this a little bit on the last podcast too, but if you're kind of more of like this free flowy, loosey goosey personality, like, oh, all is well, right? Like, that you might have a little bit more like a free <laughs> flowing fluid <laughs> system, partially because there is that emotional component, but also partially because you're not holding all of that muscular tension and congesting those pathways. Uh, much like you were saying, you know, even with the glymphatic system, holding the tension in the neck and the shoulders and all of that preventing mm -hmm. free flowing, um, there's going to be more inflammation where there's a lot of musculoskeletal tension. Um, you know, if you're more of this like uptight holding onto things, that's a that's a physical or excuse me, it's an emotional mirror for the physical holding that's mm. going on. Much like you were talking about, even in your own example just now. Right. Yeah. My, um, <laughs> my, mine was stubbornness. So, um, <laughs> like I, I don't, I feel like I'm a very fluid, easygoing yeah. human being, but I, my body tells me differently. So yeah. therefore I had to look at it. It's like, okay, well, if I am stubborn, my body's stubborn which, you know, who cares what came first, the chicken or the egg, you know, right. there is a, there's an underlying stubbornness within yeah. me. And so I had to look on how to let that go. And mm. yeah, my body, my body was, <laughs> was, was saying, okay, let's go. But it was, it, it was, it was, it was fun. <laughs> I think that's so interesting because on the conscious level and like knowing you for so many years, you are the type of personality that it comes off like, well, I'm, I'm good at letting things roll off of my back. Meaning like I'm not holding on and harboring, which mm -hmm. stands out to me because I'm the total polar opposite. I like to like sit and <laughs> that's the wrong thing, <laughs> <and> let it <laughs> ruminate, <laughs> which is my downside. Um, but 
understanding that that energy of whether it's emotions or something, you know, physical stress has to go somewhere, right? Like and energy can't be um, created or destroyed. It can only be transformed. And so if you're somebody who quote unquote, lets things roll off your back, and maybe you've done that in, um, with stubbornness in the past where you haven't taken the time to sit and be a little bit more, um, conscious of the emotional processing journey, which maybe that's been, I know that you've had this huge evolution of your, your physical, emotional, spiritual, <laughs> like holistic health journey, but you know, there, there are a lot of folks out there that do present with that. Oh, I let it roll off my back, but it's not really rolling off your back. It's sitting somewhere else in your physical, you know, like examples are those who struggle with like chronic pain or like chronic injuries. And they're like, Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And your body's telling you otherwise. So symptoms are always teachers, whether it's a physical or an emotional or a spiritual, um, you know, quote unquote message coming through. So that's something to think about for, um, for either personality type and how that's kind of holding, creating these holding patterns between your, your muscles and your fluids within your body. Right. Yeah. And it is a bit of a self-acknowledgement. I mean, there's a learning curve that I learned um, while um, becoming a teacher of Pilates. It's, uh, it's interesting. It's, it's called unconscious incompetence. Mm. So you're going from unconscious incompetence. So you don't know well, you don't know. So yeah. that's where you begin everything that you are learning and learning about your body is part of this. So you're unconscious and you're incompetent. You don't know how to help yourself because you don't even know you need help. And then you go through these stages until you want to be this being of unconscious competence to where you know it, but you don't have to think about it. It is just who you are, that you are competent without that thought. A lot of us are in that realm of being a little conscious, consciously incompetent. Like I know I'm a little, I'm a little off here or a little off there. And then, oh, you know what? I know I'm doing this right. And I know I'm doing that right. But we have to get through that, that constant like white knuckling of like, I know this is good and that is bad. And this till it becomes you. Mm. So it's like you do need that little push. And that's kind of like I think what Soma Sonder does, you know, we're, you know. We're, we're that person and tap you on their shoulder and be like, you know, this is maybe a better path um, yeah. because maybe you can't see it right now. Mm -hmm. um, but then eventually what we want and what anybody strives for is it to be who you are yeah. and you don't have to think about it. It's you being able to let it go and it flowing through you and to become this vessel of of, of, of whatever piece. Yeah. Um, but it's a journey. That's your journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like that word embodiment comes to mind. It's, there's a difference between like head knowledge and heart knowledge and the journey of integrating them both so that it's, it's like second nature. You don't have to consciously think about mm -hmm. doing or, or acting a certain way anymore. It's become a part of you authentically, not, you know, of course we don't, we don't, we're not talking about like programming yourself to <laughs> bio, biohacking biohack your way into being a better human. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it is, it's a, it's a journey and um, truly clearing out. Like if we talk about clearing out your vessel and that on the physical, like your lymphatic vessels, clearing your vessels, these things are going to make you like on the physical, they're going to make you more clear headed. They're going to make you more connected to yourself, um, you know, body, mind, and spirit. And so, um, cause there's a lot that can, 
live and be stored in the lymph that maybe are hijacking or robbing you of your energy and your clarity of thought. Mm. So, you know, let's touch on that. Like what's, what's in these lymphatic vessels getting pushed out of your body? Oh gosh. Yeah. Right. I mean, (laughs) well, and also it's like, they're so close to the fascial tissue that, Mm. you know, I feel like they kind of work hand in hand. Um, and we know, from studies, how much emotion is stored in that fascial tissue. But I mean, for the lymphatic system, we've got anything from, you know, mold, bacteria, viral, any of those items Mm -hmm. um, to also cleaning out old red blood cells, you know, so, um, and, you know, leftover parasitic, you know, yuck nonsense yeah yeah Yeah, all that stuff yeah but um but yeah so there can be so much in and then we've got these little lymph nodes that are all around which do have a little bit of musculature to them they have like just a little to help pump yeah but it's really up to us you know and I mean we can go through I guess you know all all the things that can help us you know our faves (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And so we've, we've kind of like touched base on a few of these signs and symptoms that you have lymphatic, you know, congestion, uh, or it's not moving well, but let's kind of just like recap some of those. Um, first one that I always ask clients on a console is, do you sweat easily? So mm. inability to sweat. And I'm talking like, do you glisten when you work out or do you drip sweat? And this was totally a part of like my self-discovery on, on really, really congested lymphatic system was, um, I, you know, danced for, I don't know, like six to eight hours a day in college doing, you know, the dance performance degree. And I would never break a sweat. Never. It's like, you're moving so much. Um, it was never breaking a sweat. And, um, and that always got us in trouble because I was the same way. They'd be like, yes. you're not working hard enough. I'm like, no, no my lymphatic is backed up. <laughs> <laughs> it's my lymph, it's not me. Um, but that just also goes to show even somebody who is very active, you might still have problems because of your toxic load. So I was moving for so long, I was never sweating. That was one thing. Um, two, like weird rashes, weird things popping up for me. It was this... Um, I, I was developing a lot of, it looked like stretch marks. They were actually uh, related to a Lyme co-infection, but like these little weird, like abnormalities that are coming out through the skin, whether it's more of a traditional uh, looking like presentation of eczema or psoriasis, or um, even like acne, like cystic acne that can be related to the lymphatic system, um, acne and other, maybe down the, the trunk uh, on the back. That can be something um, we talked about abdominal distension, there can be uh, issues with the lymph if you've got um, like swollen hands and feet. Um, what are some others that I'm missing? Well, here? I think also, I mean, it's controversial because maybe, maybe not, but cellulite. So cellulite oh, yes. has a lot to do with fascial tissue as mm-hmm. well, but it's fascial tissue related to the lymph and what is congested in there. So, I mean, like, so I think that also with, like you said, swelling, but and it's, kind of it is in the same place so you'd have like maybe this a skin irritation that keeps popping up in the same place and then all of a sudden you clear that and it goes into another place but it stays in that place and then it goes back to the other so it's like it's it's usually in a specific area that um comes back yeah yeah that's good like i kind of some kind of recurring 
um, skin abnormalities. That's, that's really good. Cause you could also have, you know, like you said, with the cellulite piece, um, you could have a person who's not, they're not carrying around a ton of extra body weight or adipose tissue. And, you know, it's, they've got cellulite and it's a lymphatic issue. It's not a, you know, metabolic, it's not related to the amount of fat on your body. Um, it's this like toxic, toxin, toxin buildup, um, and collection and pooling in certain places. So that was, I love that one. That was really good. Um, okay. So things to relieve lymphatic mm. <laughs> ingestion. We've got a couple of, uh, supplements. We've got a couple of services. We're mostly going to focus on the services. Cause like we said, there's this manual piece of, we have to move it because it's the only fluid system in the body without a pump. Um, what are some right. of your favorite ways to practice lymphatic drainage? Well, you know, um, I mean, it's just a constant, a, a little bit of constant movement. So I love my, I love my vibration plate. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like any kind of rebounding and vibration mm -hmm. that, that really works well, movement, stretching, um, breathing with the belly, trying to get yeah. that movement. Um, also, um, the, there's one tool that, um, I've seen and that I've used a lot with clients is the, it's called the fascia blaster. It's so yeah, like it's, it just looks like a, a rod of coat hooks, but, um, that it does break up like the fascial tissue. And sometimes it's a little too intense for people. So you have to go light. Um, but that's where dry brushing comes in. Um, dry yeah. brushing is a nice, easy, like these are inexpensive. Well, the fascia blasters, like, you know, 80 bucks, but, <laughs> but I mean, you buy, um, like a horsehair brush or just a thick brush. Sure. I mean, going about that is very simple and pretty powerful and working in a specific direction, making sure to try and get up to the heart. There are, um, there are, um, different organizations and different, um, schools of thought. I mean, we're not like lymph experts, but right. like, if you go, like there's a fodder technique. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like MLD It's like that manual lymphatic drainage. So that you can go about it in the specific ways where it's like, you open up this dam first and then you yeah. go to that dam. So, um, but like I trying to keep it simple. I mean, just do something would be yeah. better than doing nothing. Doing nothing. Um, and that's what I feel sometimes with our clients. It's like, I don't want to overwhelm them mm -hmm. with like giving them this lymphatic roadmap and, you know, but I also want to make sure that that they are getting clear. Yeah. But yeah. um, how about you? What do you like? I love those. Um, I forgot about the fascia blaster. Because <laughs> it's a, it is a funny one. <laughs> it's so awesome. Um, well, I am a big fan as well of the rebounding. Um, I do not have a vibration plate as of the moment. Um, I'm a really big fan of lymphatic cupping. So like slide cupping, mm -hmm. um, we teach some of our clients to do that at home with a cupping set and some, um, like fraction coconut oil. Um, I'm also really, I really love, um, ionized detox foot and or hand baths to get the upper or lower lymphatic chains. Um, let's see what else dry brushing, of course. And like Corinne just mentioned, always going towards the heart, um, foam rolling. I really like, um, pumping, like you said, kind of that manual drainage. Mm. And then yeah. you mentioned deep breathing. There is a, um, there's a breathing technique that actually stimulates that, that midline of that lymph and kind of pumps the energy out and, and moves it. Um, and all you have to do is take you ideally be like lying flat on your back. You take a big breath and you 
push your stomach out as you hold your breath and then like really exhale, um, very forcefully out the mouth and it pumps, it acts, you know, your, your big belly breath, your diaphragm is acting as that like pump to, um, move it. And so that's whenever I've gotten lymphatic massages done specifically, they've always had me do those big belly breaths throughout those massages to start to stimulate and move what they're moving with their hands. So that's something interesting that, you know, you could do at home as well, um, to not only move your lymph, but regulate your nervous system. Um, and then I really like a couple of, um, herbs that I'll go to or reach for are Mangista, um, as well as this is a herbal blend, but lymph active by Cellcore is a mm. fan fave of mine. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. Um, and then there's like a couple of homeopathic, if somebody does better with homeopathics, I like, um, you know, drainage activator and all that by Desbio, or there's a couple by bioactive nutritionals that I'm a fan of, but those are a couple of things. And then of course, if you have access to it an infrared sauna is, oh huge yeah. for sweating, for getting that lymph moving. Um, I had one at home. Uh, we do have a, we have a affiliate partnership with higher dose. So if anybody wants to, you know, grab a percentage off, we'll link that in the show notes. But, um, I had one until I had mold in my carpets and then I had to get rid of it. So I'm oh, currently getting another one. Um, but that is another favorite way of mine to move the lymph. And all of those are really great for, um, you know, if you are like, kind of going through this detox journey and you're fatigued or you're rather immobile or working on it. Those are very simple, you know, methods of movement that you can do that aren't, you know, Oh, I'm walking for miles a day, or I'm going to the gym. So those things do help move it as well. Um, any type of like bouncing, dancing around, that's going to be beneficial, but these are, you know, simple ways the dry brushing, the sweating in the sauna, the foam rolling that you can get a little bit of movement in, um, without, you know, taxing, taxing your body, if you're in a, a really deep, um, state of healing right now. Yeah. And I think also another easy one in the shower, mm. if you're not going to do the dry brushing, you need to have, everybody has a nice warm shower, but then you yeah. shoot it to the cold. So you yes. shoot it to the cold, get a little blast of cold, you shoot it back to the hot, get the hot and then shoot it back to the cold. So you kind of do a back and forth like yes. that. It kind of gives the, the system a little bit of a shock because it's mm -hmm. it's expanding and contracting, expanding and contracting. So it's like, it's essentially a pump. Um, so um, that that can be good. It's not like something you have to do like the Wim Hof. I mean, right. Wim Hof is like a whole nother level. Whole nother beast. <laughs> it's a whole nother level where it. you're sitting <laughs> in the ice water, yeah. but um, which is great. But, um, but for beginners, get in that shower and just yeah. like- and that's the thing too. It's like, you can kind of like creep it over mm -hmm. until it's cold and then you can go back and then creep it over. Um, I think that's a little bit more attainable for some of these uh, beginner, like the beginners. Yes. Yeah, I would uh, agree. Yeah. And that's also really good for your vagus nerve as well. Stimulating your vagus nerve, doing the, the contrast therapy. Yeah. And then um, there's a couple of essential oils. I, I'm a big fan of essential oils because of mm -hmm. the emotional component that yeah. kind of goes behind them. And then I, I find that um, people that are sensitive to frequencies, people that are um, that they can really feel a frequency based treatment are also sensitive to essential oils. Mm -hmm. um, it kind of does well for them. So some people, it's just something that smells for them. But for some people, there is that emotional component, but they can help to stimulate the lymph. And there's ones like grapefruit, lemon, cypress, ginger, um, things also that bring a warming effect yeah. um, can really help. And then, like you said, the carrier oils, um, 
those help to uh, transport the essential mm -hmm. oils a little deeper into the skin, yeah. um, like the fractionated coconut oil. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, and compression therapy, that's oh, another I good guess. one too. Um, if you don't want to use your hands, they've got all the technology now that yeah. sque squeezes you and then releases oh, yeah. you and squeezes you and releases you. So mm -hmm. that one's yeah, that goes good. beyond the musculoskeletal benefit. You're getting your lymph in compression therapy as well. Something that we did not touch on yet, which you just brought to my mind with talking about topical use of essential oils with the carrier oil and trying, tying back to the conversation of how um, superficial your lymphatic vessels and nodes can be. This is huge with personal products and congestion mm -hmm. of the lymphatic system because the things that we're putting on our skin are not staying on top of your skin. Number one, your skin is the largest organ in your body. Number two, anything that you put on top of the skin is getting absorbed into your system within 30 seconds of that topical application. So, you know, this is why doing topical remedies, whether it's, you know, I, I, I know it's not Viaderm exactly, but the microneedling and pushing mm -hmm. in those supplements topically, like you were saying with your scar tissue, um, or doing something, um, like an essential oil in a carrier, um, oil like coconut or jojoba or something like that is going beyond the surface of the skin. It's getting into the, that lymphatic system and helping to support it. So one, you can use topicals as as healing, but two, look at your personal products. Cause that might be a part of your lymphatic issue. If you've got tons of chemicals in your personal products, you know, deodorants, lotions, perfumes, makeup, um, skincare, all of those soap, all those good things, shampoo that's hitting your skin, you might really be congesting up your lymphatic system and not even knowing it. And really, especially for, um, the ladies out there tying in the glymphatic system of the brain, um, you're think about the majority of your personal products are going on your head and your face, right? Whether it's like hairspray, shampoo, hair product, makeup, skincare, all of that good stuff. It's all sitting on that upper lymphatic mm. chain from the neck up. Um, so we really need to take a, a good, like clean sweep of our personal products. And if you're not already using non-toxic products, um, switch the next time that you run out of something, just replace something one thing at a time. Um, I know that sometimes clean, cleaner personal products can be on the, on the pricier side, but we have a couple of, um, favorites that we love. And if you are trying to save, um, using things like, like beef tallow based products or, um, you know, mixing your own with, um, essential oils and maybe some coconut oil, these are things that can be really helpful, um, when you're switching to non-toxic and you want to maybe be a little bit more, um, budget savvy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Thinking about things that, you know, they've taken most of the aluminum out of the arm, um, you know, deodorant, the, yeah. deodorant. <clears throat> but think about uh, our air, you know, our, think about the actual water that mm -hmm. is going in on our body. So, yeah, there, there's um, there's a host of um, uh, there's a multiple uh, multitude of things that we could yeah. go through. So where we can control is the best way, place to start mm -hmm. and you know and then how deep do you want to go you know um but for the most part most people can um rid themselves um and clear their lymphs in a very simplistic way but if we people are coming upon roadblock after roadblock then yeah we got to go deeper and then maybe it's like you know you might need a water filter for your shower you know yeah. then you might need um to go a little uh, a bit um deeper but hopefully, you know, just starting um, a regimen 
um, for your lymphatic system will kind of keep um, things moving and on track. Yeah. It's a hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Um, anything else that you wanted to cover that we haven't covered yet? My goodness. I think we talked, uh, yeah. we talked pretty good. So That's you want to say points. anything about your lymph? Oh <laughs> your yeah. Personal lymph my, journey? my personal lymph journey. Um, I feel like I've had so many of these personal lymph journeys from <laughs> not being able to tolerate infrared saunas, um, to like loving and living in them. But when I first started out, as I was talking about, um, you know, and I couldn't sweat, it would take me like 40 minutes to break a sweat, to like have a dribble of sweat <laughs> yep. down my face in the, in the sauna. And, um, I would feel super fluish afterwards. I'd feel like I was getting the flu while I was in the sauna and it would take me out for like a day. So, you know, a lot of us might be starting these detox therapies, even with dry brushing or with some of these, like maybe less intense than the sauna therapies. And we're having these like mild to moderate detox reactions. That's a huge red flag that your pathways are blocked up. Um, and so, um, I did a lot of clearing on, on that front, but that was like a big eye opener to me. I'm like, Whoa, this is really, this is quite congested, it's quite backed up. Um, and so now of course I can, you know, do those things without having those big, um, detox reactions, but my, um, journey has been really, uh, like swervy and curvy with navigating how to manage a mold allergy and, um, a genetic, um, abnormality that predisposes me to be very hypersensitive to mold and fungus. And so it will hit my lymphatic system pretty much right away if I'm exposed to it. And, um, you know, I'll start to have this kind of like allergy type of get a rash on my chest. My, my right side of my lymph is, um, very congested in that, um, upper chain. And so, um, I had just gone out for a little tune up, um, and did like a big self-care week, um, with my, my doctor out in Tennessee, and we were working on that lymph drainage. We're working on my immune reaction to, uh, mold and, you know, allergies are something that you can continue to, um, heal, but it takes a long time because it's a huge, like mm -hmm. kind of back and forth with the immune response. So anyways, I'm, you know, coming back and I've decided one, one night, oh, I'm, uh, this is another therapy we could talk about, but I, I decided to do an Epsom salt bath. And oh, yeah. the Epsom salt, uh, actually had some essential oils in it. I had ordered it. I had like Instacarted it when I was out in Tennessee and I didn't end up using it when I was there, but, um, it had a lot of essential oils in it. And some of them were like super antimicrobial. <laughs> in it. I was like, oh man. So I took this bath and I was, I got all of these like breakouts down my, oh. my upper lymphatic chain on my right side. I had a rash the next day I had to show up. I was doing like a public speaking event and, my friends were like, well, what's going on with your chest? I'm like, don't, it's mold. Just don't. <laughs> mold coming out of my detox fabric. I'm like, it's good. I know it doesn't look good, but it's good. It's getting out. Um, and so that's been kind of a, you know, a big um, journey is every time that flares up, I will have these lymphatic expressions and it's, it's almost like some cystic acne that will come down the right side mm -hmm. of my cervical lymph line. Um, and so not, not really on my face, but like in and around my ears or like down the side of my neck. And so like, that's how it expresses for me is these kind of like little postules that are mm, sort of cystic, cystic acne that comes up and, you know, kind of comes down the chest, um, along with a lazy rash and it's heat sensitive. So, you know, if I'm like out in the sun or I'm in a really hot shower that will pop up when I have been exposed 
to that, uh, to a mycotoxin. So that's an interesting sign and signal for me. And, and I'm working on, okay, how do we continue to pump and work and drain that lymph without overwhelming the system while, um, you know, seeing what happens when I have these micro exposures and almost trying to desensitize the system in that way, mm. <laughs> like, how can we make these reactions less and less, or what can we do to, um, continue to heal. And so some things that I am trying personally, I've switched my foot bath to a hand bath to get the upper lymphatic yeah. chain going on. <laughs> um, I will pump the termini, which is like right near, how do we want to say it's like, yeah, collarbone. It's lymph. like ear level. Like if you go down from the ear right above the collarbone. Totally. Yep. That's a great way to, to, to put it. So I, I I'll pump the termini uh, I have an ozone machine arriving that I'm going to have a lot of fun <laughs> trying out. <laughs> and then the other night I just used some essential oils, which was great. I used some essential oils with, um, uh, you know, like an abdominal lymphatic, uh, detox thing going on. And it was, it was great. So yeah, those are yeah. some things that I'm doing to keep my life. Well, <laughs> and see, and then that's, and all that shows us is that we are all human yeah. and we are all imperfect totally. and we are all on this journey mm -hmm. and I feel like you know by us both both of us we I mean we're we both have had our yeah. our journeys and it's also a wonderful way to to have us gain sympathy or empathy, empathy yeah. um for uh other clients mm -hmm. because you know, I'm, I'm a pretty tough broad. I've been through a lot of crazy yeah. stuff. And so like, um, but it, it's, it's good for me to almost, uh, get hit with something every once in a while. So I yeah. can be, be like, Oh, yeah. you know what? This is, this is not fun. This is what our clients are going through. This is, yeah. this is something that, um, I can have some more patience and more, um, piece of like peace to give to them um and their journey so i i do feel like we are all um i don't want to use the word struggling but i'll uh, i'll say that we are all growing we're all yeah. learning about our bodies mm -hmm. that we're fumbling around in yeah but i think so that good. i think that that is something that is what makes you better at your job <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. It's funny that you bring that up because that was a conversation I was having with my practitioner last week. And, um, you know, he challenged me and asked me, you know, how many, how many like health experts or professionals in this functional medicine world have you met that are like the picturesque or, or, or perfect, you know, image of health or have no issues? And I was like, I don't know, maybe like one or two, like, I don't know, you know, and right. I, it had me thinking, he was like, yeah, there's nobody that's perfect. Like we're all, you know, he's like, I wake up with things that I troubleshoot. It's like, you just know how to navigate it differently mm -hmm. when you have the education behind you. And so it's, I couldn't agree with you more. Everything that I experienced, it's like a new iteration or a new level of something that, you know, I'm still healing from it teaches me something new and it always is relevant to like what's going on in our practice right now. I'm like, Oh, okay. That actually reminds me a lot of this person. And so, um, it's, so relevant. Um, and I think that changes our perspective and our expectation of our, our healing journey, which could be a whole other podcast. But, you know, if you're somebody who has struggled with chronic health issues and you're still on a journey, you just want this to be behind you. Um, we can relate with that. We can empathize with that, but 
maybe your goal needs to change a little bit. Like it's, it's less about ridding. It's more about harmonizing. And when you can switch your mindset, automatically your nervous system can go, oh, that's a little better. Mm -hmm. That's a little better. It's not a contingent uh, love or acceptance. It's a state of we're, we're harmonizing and it's going to start in my, in my mindset. And I like that word troubleshooting. I mean, that's our goal for everyone Yeah, is that, um, you know, oh, well, I have I came into contact with a cold. I have a little bit of a sniffle now. I know that this, this, and this works for me, yeah. for me personally, mm -hmm. um, because life is life. We are going to come into contact. We're going to go to Mexico and drink crazy water and get mm -hmm. some something. Um, yeah. <laughs> or we're going to, we're going to, you know, shake some kid's hand that just mm -hmm. picked their nose. We're going yeah. to come into contact with something. Mm -hmm. um, and we are not perfect. So troubleshooting, I think is, is really the key. It's mm -hmm. like, if we can get to a point where um, we can, we can flow and, and, and be in that, that place of, of take it, when it comes yeah. instead of letting it build up and exactly holding yeah. on to that past. It's like, we need to get rid of that so we can really tackle what's coming our way day yeah. to day. Be present. Yeah. It's, it, that's so true. And it, it's a great, like, I think that I know for myself, I've, I've found a balance and feel most empowered when I have, um, I have leveraged the tools in my toolbox, but I know when to ask for help. Like mm -hmm. I know, Oh, okay. I'm going to try these couple of things. Um, if that doesn't work, I'm going to reach out to this person and, um, you know, or if it's just at a level where I'm like, yeah, I could use somebody else's help right now asking for help. There's no shame in that, whether it's a physical, emotional issue going on. Um, we help each other out. Even those of us who have this knowledge, like you and I help each other out yeah. all the time. <laughs> oh yeah. Krista, help. Help. Yeah, uh, like, oh, right. So it's like, we need to know when it's, so when it's time to reach out for help and, um, that doesn't mean you're defective, flawed, weak mm -hmm. or anything. It's just, you know, self-education. You are your best teacher. You are your best doctor. If you are in a state where you can't manage what's going on alone, or you're hitting a roadblock, ask for help. Because a lot of times, you know, our gaps of knowledge is somebody else is going to have the answer to, because they can look at you from a different perspective and vantage point or personal experience and give you that missing piece. So that's a really big thing just to know, like you said, we're not lymph experts. We're not, um, we're not like, uh, this like picture us perfect. Uh, we have no health issues. Not that we're, we're not like chronically ill or anything, but it's, we run into these things that we overcome all the time. And so that's the flip perspective on the journey is, um, it's not about looking for like this perfect state of health. That's always in harmony and nothing's ever coming in, you know, into your field. That's going to disrupt that. Um, and then you tailspin when you have a symptom, it's okay, let's make sense of this and let's troubleshoot and overcome one thing at a time as it comes, because we live in a toxic world. Mm -hmm. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> Go pump your lymph. <laughs> we'll include some of our favorite things in the show notes. Um, if you need help, we would love to be a part of your healing journey. We'd love to talk with you, jump on a discovery call. Um, and so, yeah, be a part of your, your team. Um, Rory, thanks for, thanks Yay. for all the, the chit chat on the link today. It was fun. Thank you. Yes. All right, you guys, we will talk to you next time.